<clears throat> I'm Noah Bissell, and this is Graining In. South Carolina with Adam Goodwin of Charlestown Fermentary. That's correct. Okay. Nailed cool. it. Thanks so much for doing this, dude. Um, Absolutely. We came down, no Matt in the house. I'll get that out of the way now. So probably half the listenership's cut off right there. <laughs> just hear Matt's voice. But um, good. So we're it. back to the two who tuned in to hear about Charlestown it, Fermentary. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but um, I came down here for a beer festival you guys just put on third year. So you must have done it every year, right? Yeah, basically, we started it as a, it was sort of like our intro to the uh, the Charleston beer scene when we had first opened. We did we it, we originally did it as uh, a Charleston Beer Week event. So the first time we just you know we had a few friends from the industry send some beers down, uh, with obviously the focus being on on hoppy beers, and yeah, we just did it in our tap room, which oh, wow. is not wow. yeah, so it's small, intimate. And then last year, we actually did it out in the alleyway, did it more of like a block party style, um, you know, just trying to keep it super intimate and, and fun. And yeah, so like this year was uh, the biggest that we've done so far, but still with the idea of keeping it as intimate as possible. And just kind of mellow. and Yeah. Yeah. We want we really want people to be able to like sort of enjoy themselves, be able to take their time trying the beer and really like interact with uh, the, the brewers and the brewery owners that came to town. Yeah. yeah, it seemed just even like, the, well, I'll actually get one probably important detail out of this too, out of the way. I didn't see any of the beer fest because had a little too much fun Friday night, <laughs> broke my fucking wrist Friday night and was literally between urgent care and uh, then trying to regain some of the sleep that I lost, you know, trying to sleep with a broken wrist. Um, I didn't even fucking go, which I'm very sad about, but at least got to meet you guys drink the beers and so but seeing pictures i can kind of piece together yeah. sort of the vibe you know um yeah, try, try was, to get a little was, patchwork in my head it's good we missed you though yeah well thank <laughs> you um but it just seemed very much like my kind of beer fest you know just like 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 you say just not mellow in in a forced mellowness but just like yeah very you know? uh very um it's I, I try to make it very friendly to both uh the brewers and the owners coming to town as I can well. very much vouch for that. I can, <laughs> I can at least say you succeeded in that. Role, for sure. <laughs> if someone doesn't leave with a broken bone, we didn't do our job. <laughs> um, well, I'm not sure if I'll come back next year. That scares me a little bit. But but no, we try to make it like really enjoyable, um, you know, for the people that attend as well as uh, the brewers um, who come. And, and we just, you know, we really want the two to be able to, to really interact. Mm-hmm and allow the brewers to, to really connect with uh, the attendees mm-hmm. um, at, and just without a whole lot of pressure of trying to just really crank through a line of people waiting for the, the next yeah. sample. Yeah. I was talking to you a little bit a uh, little bit about this beforehand, but it's becoming a little more common for breweries to host festivals themselves. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, not too long ago, that was almost unheard of besides like Boo's day and i don't know like massive yeah. kind of like super, super well-known ones it was always kind of a third party would you know kind of put it on and the logistics and just it gives me just anxiety just thinking about it oh my god man yeah it's uh i mean you know weeks and weeks and weeks leading up to it is just 
you know, every little detail. I mean, from the moment someone walks in to get a wristband to, you know, the moment they leave for the VIP attendees to get their uh, custom glass on the way out, you know, just like it's got to go in a bag. It's got to be wrapped, you know, all those little right and then the beer getting in, like oh, yeah. people wanting to come. Yep. Like that would give me a lot of anxiety of just like, like honestly, probably a much larger version of the same anxiety I feel when I'm like asking anyone, like, you want to do a podcast with me? But, like, <laughs> but it's like that because it's way more like involved than yeah. just like sitting down for an hour. Like you come, you fly somewhere for a weekend or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to get your beer registered and, you know, all that. It just it must be a really big undertaking. Yeah. So and, and and just kind of part of, of making it appealing for the brewers um, and brewery owners to actually come and, and hang out with us is uh, – you know, that means that we try to we try to take as much of that pressure off of you guys as possible. We try to help as much as possible. We're obviously a little more intimate with sort of how our state laws work and stuff like that. So we have, you know, great people to help out with that. Make it as easy for you guys to just show up, hang out, interact, mm-hmm. have fun, um, and then want to come back next year. Yeah. Despite the broken wrist, I definitely <laughs> I just want to say that. Cool. Um, I at least need to see what it fucking feels like to be poor there. So yeah, it's, um, it, but it really like, is awesome. Where does like I guess for you it might be a little different if the whole thing was kind of just um, uh, an evolution of a beer like a smaller beer week mm-hmm. event. But like, where does the motivation come from in the first place to want to host one? Yeah, I, yeah. It's when you actually sit back and and just kind of ask yourself why you do it. You know, it does like probably on a surface level seem a little masochistic to uh-huh. just, because you know what? At the end of the day, with the expenses and the costs and everything, uh, it's not something that's just like this cash cow. I mean, it's not like we're making money doing this. Oh, I mean, um, we you really, putting everyone up in the hotel. Like, how could you? Yeah, right. Yeah, and really, the the biggest motivation for us is to just kind of the reason that we built this brewery to begin with you know i genuinely see our purpose here in our neighborhood as sort of like a um like a service to our neighborhood i mean we're here for for the neighborhood we're here for our customers we're here to sort of help develop a culture around what we're doing um we are a you know a slightly newer beer culture here in in south carolina so you know, doing what we can to sort of give people an idea of, of what this whole community is about and what the whole industry is about is sort of the motivation. That's the biggest motivation for me. And just, you know, having our friends in the industry have a chance to get together. Um, yeah, it's part of marketing. It's part of work or whatever. But we get together. We get to see old friends. We get to hang out with good people. And we also get to, to share that and really, like I said before, connect with these attendees who are just mm-hmm. they're they're really awesome people and really grateful that you guys want to come here and hang out with them too you know so that's the motivation uh yeah it's probably like i'm sure it's definitely unfair to a degree because i know that you have a relative pretty lean crew here and i know that you are definitely like a present face in the tap room but like on a very rough idea um how many people that got tickets to the fest do you think like either had never been here before like are not regulars at all like what where's that ratio pan out um you know walking through i was trying to be somewhat conscious of and i would guess that we probably had um i would of, of all the people all of the attendees i would guess that about two-thirds were familiar faces and then probably about a third of them were people that you know heard about a beer fest mm-hmm. um, maybe some of them recognized some of these big names like bissell brothers and were like oh i'm gonna go try that you know and cool. and that 
is why we do it. Get those people to go out there mm-hmm. and, and, you know, try something new and, and become part of our culture and, mm-hmm. and our industry. And I definitely want to talk about the, I'm not sure if commitment to sort of your place, not like in a Tawar sense or anything like that, but just like being a staple of your community. It seems like that's like a very core principle of kind of what, why you're here in the first place. Yeah. And we're in a super like about as residential setting of a brewery I've ever been to, honestly. Um, But before that, I, you have a pretty, you're such an understated dude, but you have like one of the wildest resumes of anyone (laughs) I've ever talked to. Cause I'm understanding it right. Like you were at, you've worked at tired hands and Trillium, but basically on ground floor, like demolished building ground floor of both places. Right. Yeah. That's pretty fucking nuts when you like, it must be a little nuts for you now when you step back and think about Oh that. yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, you know, uh, when I met the guys at Tired Hands, they had just finished demoing their building. Um, and, and just for context, like how old were you at this point? Uh, like 23. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just, when I when I met them and uh, I, I grew up doing like construction and stuff. So, and you know, I'd been homebrewing at that point uh, for, quite some time uh and so that was kind of where i felt my passion was leading me was towards the the brewing industry um and meeting those guys you know like i i i don't think anyone knew quite what it was gonna be i mean everyone (laughs) you know like everyone uh the the beer was obviously phenomenal um that was that gene was like homebrewing even you know at the time uh the confidence was definitely there um, but yeah, I don't think anyone could have predicted that it would be what it became. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that was a really great experience. And, uh, I think Trillium at the time was sort of on a similar timeline, uh, that got a little bit extended, I think, because of just dealing with, um, some bureaucracy and stuff like that mm-hmm. in, in Boston. Just cause of how, like, cause tired hands is talked about, like it's in Philly and it's in greater Philly, but it's like in a suburb basically yeah. right, of, of uh, yeah. Ardmore. Yep. Yeah. We're the original Trillium is about as Boston as yeah. you could possibly yep. get. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, to now look at what those two places have uh-huh. become is it's, it's, I'm super humbled to have been even a minor part of, uh-huh. of either one of those projects. So, yeah, it's, and I'm, I'm super happy for what both of them have become. And that's, uh-huh. that's great. Yeah. And I'm sure you're like way too, uh, you strike me as someone that has way too much humility to be like, you know, what part you had in it, but from the outside looking in undeniable of like how and i'm sure it's hard to like map that out but like what kind of fingerprint you kind of have on just the early kind of evolution to some degree shape i can see from your your blank stare you're not going to give me even an inch on that so (laughs) i'll I'll say it for you though no no no. it's cool Um, to think about look i i like i said i was i was happy to have any any role in it um there is it was that whole experience of my uh, early and mid twenties to be able to sort of like lead to where I'm at now is it's, it's awesome. I mean, every, every experience that I've had is the reason I'm here now. And so like, I'm grateful for just, you know, for everything, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to, to, to get here and actually really be able to see my own personal vision in the way that I want to see it done, get Mm -hmm. done. Um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. So, I'm also curious too, because like you know, we're how old are you? Uh, Thirty-two. Okay, so a little older than me, but pretty similar ages. Um, 
you, you know, longtime home brewer who now owns a brewery, but we're like super different in the sense that you have a brewing resume, which I have literally zero of that. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm always been curious and kind of like part of me is like wishes that I had like pursued that a little bit more. I mean, it is what it is, though, just kind of how things work out mm-hmm. um, for that for the timing and everything. But like, so, OK, so let's say you're at Tired Hands in your head. Is it like even then someday I'm going to own a brewery or was it more just like this industry is cool? Let's see what happens. Um, so. Basically, what I remember, I sort of had this uh, this moment where I was reading, um, I was falling asleep reading some <laughs> book for college, you know, like uh-huh. that I, you know, I was like studying and I'm, it's just putting me to sleep. Um, I can't remember what class it was. That's that's how much I was enjoying it. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, uh, I put that aside and I opened up. Uh, I, I also don't remember which book this was, but it was some kind of brewing science book. And I it was just so interesting to me. I read it cover to cover and I realized that right there, just like the, the science um, and sort of the history and the art and just a lot of this stuff, even just on its own, you know, outside of the industry uh, was just so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember sort of thinking at that point, like, man, you know, uh, this is definitely something that I could see myself dedicating myself to. And I had a couple other things like that too, uh, but you know, like you were saying, you just never really know where it's gonna mm-hmm. gonna gonna lead. Um, so, did I want to open up a brewery uh, at that point? You know, it's I think the first time anyone brews a beer, and they hand it to a friend, and someone says, "Man, I would pay for this." You know, everyone has that moment where they go, "You have at least a second in your head that goes like, huh, I wonder if I could make a living out of this." Thousand percent. Yeah. So. So it was always one of those things that, oh, yeah, ha ha, maybe someday I'll own a brewery, but, you know, not really. And so kind of happening upon uh, the guys at Tired Hands and then um, just kind of happening to go work for. And what is like and since having not having literally worked a day at a like on a payroll at a brewery, like done a little bit of volunteering. But even that's like being generous to myself. Like, how does one happen upon a brewery like that and also like it, it not to throw too much at you but it, the, talking to um sort of the whole crew that's come up at trillium and also talking to just as i get to travel a little bit more and more and just get a broader context for everyone's kind of what the aggregate kind of experiences for people um the volunteering kind of element like it's i don't know if it's just a more competitive place or but that was kind of like a new thing to me i'm sure that happens in in maine but like i had never really heard of being so hungry to want to be part of an industry that it's just kind of like yeah we don't really need terms for as long or a paycheck ideally a paycheck would be nice (laughs) but like i really want to do this and this this is how much and it seems like that's much more commonplace i don't know if it's in bigger cities or, or what but you know you do know what i mean yeah kinda? no absolutely and um i can kind of answer sort of both of yeah because it's not even really in, a question but sort of no but yeah like, but uh so honestly i just sort of uh, i was like i, I want to get a job at a brewery uh you know i was thinking about moving to philly i googled breweries <laughs> and uh and for some reason uh they had already put tired hands on google so it popped up 
and I drove over there expecting to, you know, see a brewery and, you know, and I, uh, I ended up on a construction site. <laughs> so, um, you know, just started talking, uh, to the guys that were, were doing some work there. Uh, and you know, they were part of tired ends, uh, uh-huh. not, not just like a, a, it wasn't a construction crew. A lot of that stuff was done by the opening crew. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool, but they were, they were cool guys. I was, it was like, I can swing a hammer. Like, yeah. You know, uh-huh. I, I was like, you know, I, I've been doing construction a long time. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I enjoy beer and brewing and be cool to just kind of hang out. And, and then I did, then I just started like, <laughs> hanging out and, uh, basically, yeah. Like, you know, volunteering some, uh, some like construction time and, and then at a certain point you got paychecks from there. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Well, I just, I don't mean that in a, uh, uh, certainly in a, in a negative way at all. I just, yeah. No. And, and at the time too, I mean, you gotta remember this is almost 10 years ago, which yeah, is crazy which to is think nuts. about. It was a really different moment, uh, in the industry. Yeah. Um, if you think it's hard to get in the, into the industry now with over 7,000 breweries in the U S like you can imagine, you know, 10 years ago when we, I, I'm guessing at that point we had a little, you know, less than half that oh i think way because i even i think when we opened i remember in my business plan it was like in the mid 2000s so that would have been like yeah. 2012 2013 that's what i was thinking so i bet i bet it was in my head for sure yeah so we were we were um you had that generation you know uh basically our generation you know getting out of college mm-hmm. uh having a harder time finding you know jobs in, yep. related to their to their degrees and stuff like that yeah, because you would have graduated like right two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. Great year for work. I yes, guess. yeah. Great year, great year yeah. to find employment. <laughs> so it was a really good time to give people free labor. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> right. right. So um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think I met those guys in like maybe twenty eleven. I want to say, okay. um, but yeah. So like the industry was was super. Uh, people were getting really excited about craft beer and, and um, breweries at the time. And yeah, there's a, there's all of these people that wanted to get into the industry and it was really difficult back then. Um, you really had to figure out an in that, um, I mean, unless you had a, you know, brewing degree, um, or a ton of experience, you weren't going to go in and just have a job, uh, in a lot of places. Um, so yeah, I mean, I got, I think, uh, very fortunate to kind of have the experiences I did and, and the timing and just kind of like right place, right time. You know mm-hmm. I mean? It just worked out. That was how you did it. You yeah. know, like volunteering, scrubbing. I mean, people going in saying, Hey, I'll scrub the feet of your tanks, uh-huh. you know, every day. <laughs> and I mean, thinking back on it for not to turn it on me at all, but just thinking, hearing you say that makes me think like kind of rings the bell that like part of why I definitely, I think was more drawn to opening a brewer, like more out of the gate. Certainly my brother, like having a kind of an entrepreneurial background and like kind of giving me the confidence of like, we can do this cause we have very, very separate skill sets and, and all that. I mean, I don't know if you could even call what both of us had even skill sets at the time, <laughs> but very different outlooks on yeah. things that, that help. Um, but was honestly the intimidation of even trying to get into the industry. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it almost seemed like, kind of a um not shortcut but just like a path sort of circum- circumventing like how hard it would have been to almost yeah i mean find my way in yeah i mean it's, that can definitely be sort of intimidating and i think that 
that I think a lot of people face that. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of like, well, rather than going and finding out that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, right. And that was the I'm other thing. Gonna, was like, I'm just going to pretend yeah, my that friends I do. think my beer is good. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. dude. Exactly. Yeah. Um, was that uh, there, there must have been a few shell shocky moments of like, I mean, for, at that point, you would have been what homebrewing for like six years or something like. Yeah. Um, there must have been or, or maybe I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth, but at Tired Hands and you're probably works, obviously working with people that have at least worked in a professional brewing environment mm-hmm. before, if nothing else. There yeah. must have been some moments of like, wow, I don't know as much as I might have thought I did. Oh, no, I didn't think I knew anything. Uh-huh. Uh, it was like I said before, you know, it, it was. So you're smart, you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no. you're self, self, more self-aware uh, yeah, than I would have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that. Yeah, no, I um, I started brewing beer because... Well, I started brewing beer so I could get beer easier when I wasn't 21. Let's just heard that. that. Yeah, but, heard that. But then as I got like really into it and really uh, into the science and, and honestly really into uh, the designing and like manufacturing of the equipment, like mm-hmm. as, you know, as a home brewer and just making things more efficient and mm-hmm. being creative with that was, was a lot of fun. But, you know, then you start, you start reading, you get stuck on forums and blogs for hours and hours and hours. And um, yeah, it was just like kind of going like, I didn't think that I really knew a lot. I was interested in making the beer, um, uh, but I, I started getting really into like, okay, th- someone says this is the best beer in the world. Well, I'm not going to have access to that beer. Uh, but you know, someone said this tastes just like it. Here's a recipe. I'm like, all right, I'll try to brew that, you uh, know, or sure. whatever. You get a recipe kit from one of the homebrew supply yep. places, you know, back then and you make it and you drink it and you go, well, I mean, I don't know if this is what Maybe it's supposed it to taste like, similar, but, yeah. but, but like I said, really into like the, the, the process, making mm-hmm. beer, et cetera. But I, I was not in the industry. I, I was not um, really like a like a big beer consumer or like mm-hmm. a big beer nerd at the time. Uh-huh. I was a nerd about making it and, Interesting. and, and kind of geeking out with uh, with building equipment. Um, so when I did so get that, to tire that hands, guy with the Herm system, uh, no, I no, never I, went down that no, like, engineering that, route, no. but, uh, I know I didn't it's obviously very nostalgic to hear about, you know, just thinking about homebrew talk forums and just like thinking about these endless kind of choose your own adventure on what you want to yeah, kind of yeah, go down exactly. on this stuff. And, and so, uh, you know, throughout that build out process at, at tired hands, one of the things that was just super impactful on me, uh, was, you know, those guys, they knew what beer to drink. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. They, they knew so much about beer um, outside of the process. Obviously, you know, they're uh, great brewers and stuff like that. But there was they're also just surrounded by uh, people that just knew about beer. Uh-huh. And so to, to get to to get and consume and talk about like some of the best beer in the world, like every day, it was <laughs> yeah. It was amazing yeah. because I mean I'm I'm learning so much stuff about you yeah. know not not what not necessarily like you know um, what these ingredients are doing in the beer or whatever but like what they can do like mm-hmm. what the possibilities are what mm-hmm. beer can be what and I mean what a place be, to learn at, at at Tired Hands it's like intrinsically like so experimental yeah you know and like yeah. ADD kind of in terms <laughs> of how it's seemingly just from you know like jumping on their Instagram real quick. Like there's practically a new beer every day, or at least a uh, riff on a new, yeah. new beer every day, which must've just been like, I don't know. It's just getting me like 
ah, like, like thinking about what kind of whirlwind of, uh, yeah, one, you know, crash one, course. One real cool attitude um, that came out of that as well is a real respect for, for the brewing process, mm-hmm. um, a real respect for beer, but then also realizing that we aren't restrained uh, in the U.S. Yeah. by really either strict laws, well, you know, in terms of making the beer. Sure, no uh, Ryan Heights Cabot. Exactly. That, yeah. Or right. or really long-established um, beer cultures and drinking right. cultures. So, like, as much as people might look at this, like, weird, crazy thing, I mean, there is a respect there for brewing and the brewing process, mm-hmm. but then sort of a, a kind of fuck it, let's see what happens attitude. Yeah. Um, I think that's sort of the beauty of American brewing as a whole is we do have that freedom to just like to take these really great ideas from all the different beer cultures of the world and do what we want with them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that was definitely a really cool, uh, really cool thing that came out of all that. To transition a little bit to Trillium, I can really see why you have been such an attractive, you was literally higher number one right there. Yeah. 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 Um, which it must be, I mean, obviously we spent a good part of this weekend hanging out with, I mean, Paul now works works for us, who was mm-hmm. uh, pretty early there as well. But then JC and um, just wild kind of just like to watch you guys all interact. And then Zach also was here, you yep. know, so basically and then your employee, number one, Justin, yep. you know, was also just in this kind of family that isn't hasn't been fractured or anything, just gone on to do just different stuff. Um, but so cool to see how that energy like just picked right back up because that must have just been I mean, from, you know, I know obviously Paul really well. Um, no, JC pretty well at this point, but just hearing what a wild time that was, you know, from literally like this place that literally looked like it got hit with a bomb <laughs> and then making a brewery out of it yeah. somehow. And then a brewery that has become what Trillium has become. Yeah. Now, you yeah. Know? Um, and just hearing like the respect from all those guys of having you as, um, as their, their manager really. Right. Like in terms I, I, of production. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, again, I'm not trying to over assume what I think I know, but just trying to piece the piece together. Um, and we're in the, uh, we're literally, I can touching your mash tun right now. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's what the noise is. People just going in and out from the tap room. Um, yeah. So, you know, just like sort of any, I don't want to say intense in like a, a negative way, but it, it, you know, from, you know, being outside and brewing pilot batches with these guys, you know, pre Trillium even opening, um, to the opening to, you know, the first brews, uh, the, you know, all of this stuff, it was, uh, you know, we, Boston winters on a loading dock, you know, yeah, you know, freezing and, and on a busy ass street. Yeah. yeah. Like it was just, you know, uh, this really, this experience that we all went through together, um, you know, growing, uh, and sort of, uh, kind of building that first iteration of Trillium, um, you all right? You need... Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. A little hard to get the headphones Getting back stuck on. in the mullet Sorry. a little bit. <laughs> a lot of flow back there to get entangled in. I like that you're keeping it business, though, here in front of I'm the microphone. I'm trying, you know. I'm, try- I'm trying to trying to put on a respectful <laughs> face for you, you know. Make this make this operation look legit. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to go out for beers afterwards, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to find me. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, it was a really awesome experience that we all got to got to go through together, and yeah, I mean, to kind of see not only like what Trillium has become, um, but to see you know what all those guys, you know, how they've all, all grown uh, and what you know 
they've developed into in the industry um, is is awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's awesome to see those guys uh, successful and happy. And yeah, I mean, I I again, I'm super grateful for the experiences that I had with all mm-hmm. those guys, and 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 to have them all here uh was was just it was awesome it was I mean, so cool yeah. to see yeah it like just, truly just, was and obviously like you know it's not like when you guys are talking like backs get turned to me it's not like but you know it just it just like literally seeing like a reunion almost you know yeah i mean and that was a, and then it all comes kind of back to full circle you know come back full circle what we were talking about was just all of these these great people that are in this mm-hmm. industry um being able to come here hang out in a cool city like charleston sure uh, you know, we, we got to get down to business for about five hours for the beer festival. And then quite a few more hours for you. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but then, you know, then go and hang out and just, uh-huh. just have fun. And it's just, it's just every time it's just like getting back together with, you know, old friends. Yeah. So it's, it's awesome. So like your first employees is, was also working at Trillium with you. Yes. And so what, like, I'm curious about kind of when, that idea started percolating in your mind. Like I want to do my own thing. And then what about Justin? I mean, it's kind of obvious for me to see like why he would be an attractive employee mm-hmm. or in someone to work alongside with. Yeah. But, um, how did that kind of evolve? Cause I'm sure it wasn't like top secret shit, but also like, you know, there's always a hesitation to, if you are thinking about doing something else, you still want to keep your job until, and not like I would think JC would be like, get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah, by any means. But no. um, like, when, how, how do you guys start? When did you kind of bring him in on the idea? I guess is what I'm trying to ask you. Um, yeah. And this is probably a little more what you were asking before is like, you know, I, I really, I didn't really see like an immediate, like, Hey, I want to open up a brewery. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but I think, uh, I think eventually, um, you know, there's, there's, there's all different. We moved, I moved from Boston to, to Charleston, right. very different, different vibes, yeah. you know, um, it's, it's a different lifestyle down here for sure. It's not as crowded. Um, and so, you know, I think, uh, I think I was just to a point where I felt confident that, Hey, maybe, maybe I do have some good ideas that, you know, are going to be easier, uh, to express if I, am in control of sort of, you know, the direction that we're, we're taking something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I got towards the end of my time at Trillium, um, they were heading towards really kind of accelerating into that growth phase that they've yeah. gone into the last few years. You were not there when Canton opened, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. So my heart was truly in a, uh, in what we are trying to build here in, in mm-hmm. sort of like a smaller, you know, more of like a neighborhood spot, you know, this is sort of, you know, my, you know, my vision and, yeah, and I, right. you know, and, and that's why you want your own thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. right. And, and so, you know, there was, there was no, there was no conspiring or anything like that, that honestly, um, Justin is, uh, he's a very hardworking guy. Um, he's super dedicated. Um, and, he's one of those guys that when he contradicts you, you, he explains why you listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go, okay, yeah, actually, you know what? You're probably right. Yeah. You know? Um, so, you know, with how smart of a guy he is and, and hardworking kind of coupled with the fact that we already had the, the familiarity in terms of, of the production, um, training and stuff like that, that, that we got to do when we worked together at Trillium. Um, I just kind of brought it up one time. Uh-huh. Um, 
And he was like, oh, you know, that kind of sounds cool. And then, you know, I had about a year and a half of real estate search and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, in the meantime, I, I, he was working part time at Trillium. Um, and then basically as he came towards the end of his tenure there, it's just the timing sort of worked out where he said, Hey, you know, uh, if you still are serious about that thing you mentioned a year and a half ago, exactly. he's Uh like, you know, uh, if what's your timeline basically is what Uh he said, because, you know, I, I, he's like, I think the timing, it could work Uh right now. And so, you know, I'm, I, I guess I'm fortunate in that uh, the the real estate search did take so long because yep. by the time we were ready to really get moving, you know, he felt like it was a good time for him mm-hmm. to make the move down here. So it just it it, it just that's was the all thing that jumps timing. out at me is like the move down here. Like a lot mm-hmm. of times when you hear people um, kind of breaking off from, you know, employees at a, uh, a brewery breaking off and doing their uh, opening in another place, it's usually at least in the same state. You know, it's not, yeah, yeah, a thousand miles away or whatever Charleston is from Boston. <laughs> like, that's a big, that's, you know, it is. It he is. would need to, you obviously, as the, as, you know, the founder of, of the company, like, need to be shirts or have the faith it's going to work. But he really needs to have almost a very different breed of faith altogether. Because yes, yes. it's like, you know, a lot, just so much trust in you. Well, and on top of that, I mean, he moved down here in, I believe, the July before we opened. Uh, and you guys and I, opened in like December, December. Uh-huh. Yep. And so of 2016. And so I don't know how familiar you are with Charleston in July, but I'll, I can give you, um, sort of some perspective with a story is, uh, Justin had been here for a couple of weeks and we were still, um, finishing the build out. He was, he was helping with that. And we were mixing, uh, the two part epoxy to put down on our brew house floor and things were going down smoothly. Uh, we had put the first coat down the day before. And, um, so the reaction creates heat. Heat is a catalyst for the reaction. So, uh, basically it was so damn hot in here that the epoxy after about three minutes started melting the bucket that it was in because it was creating so much heat Wow! and completely hardened in the, uh, in the five gallon bucket. I didn't tell you that in your brewing textbook. No, no. So, so, so so Justin moved down here, peak of summer in Charleston and, you know, laying down epoxy that's smoking and like, you know, Uh hundreds of degrees. Uh, and yeah, fortunately didn't just pack up a shit and go home. (laughs) Wow, dude. I mean, being in here, like, I mean, it's like 60 degrees out, I think right now, something like that. Oh yeah. And it's like not hot in here but it's not like it's warmer than 60 degrees mm. and you know i'm not trying to again assume i've heard the ac can be a little spotty here i guess in the brew house or oh or, yeah or no, kind it, of doesn't it, it doesn't exist <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's basically whatever it is outside plus a few degrees uh, i mean for you not humidity. being like you're not from like that must have been a learning curve for you to just like live in this yeah i mean dude i i hate being sweaty um, and so, <laughs> <Me too. laughs> so it took me probably about three years of living here before so I basically now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it took me the first three summers, I should say to accept being sweaty and it just like becomes part of your life. Like I, when I moved down here, I had, uh, I mean, actually until last year, actually I had a, uh, uh, explorer, an old explorer uh-huh. that I drove around. 
that wobbled like hell at like you know 40 miles an hour uh uh, had leather seats and no ac so you can imagine driving that around when it's you know 110 degrees out and uh that leather might be doing some epoxy uh, yeah exactly yeah man so you start your day sweaty you get out of your car you peel off a layer of leather on your back and like and then just into the into the brew house step right into hell and and it would be you know in those the first uh, probably six months or so too it would be you know us in here uh taking care of of production um and then most days justin and i were bartending as well (laughs) so it was they were long sweaty days yeah but we do have ac in the tap room though but you guys are still working together. It's nothing else. So that really <laughs> must mean uh, you guys both had the proper read that this 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 will work out. But what was like, uh, obviously, you know, I can kind of confess to you since you're also from, from the north. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the south just maybe reputation isn't the right word, but just sort of with something like craft beer, just from probably like an inaccurate and judgmental like positions just seems to kind of be behind. In, in not so much anymore, but just in broad strokes, just seems to, although like Charleston seems to be a very progressive city on the other hand, but coming with the experience of like working at two of like the most well-known kind of modern hoppy beer producers in the country, coming down here, like bringing that uh, from just kind of hearing about your story and like there, it doesn't seem like people were, were mad by any means, but it doesn't seem like there was the, the, you know, bow down, red carpet rolled out. Like if someone with that <laughs> resume comes and opens a brewery, some it seems like there'd be so much fanfare kind. Um, and then probably not quite saying that, right? Cause I'm sure they're like, it, I know there's, ex- there was excitement and certainly obviously now is, but um, say for instance, you opened up brewery in Portland instead of Charleston, like it'd be the buzz of the town. Like this <laughs> yeah. guy that, you know, this, this guy that was head brewer at Trillium and, you know, was, was a tired hands for a while. I was opening brewery. It would be like crazy. Yeah. You, you do know what I mean? Yeah. Kinda no, like, no, I, I gotcha. What was it kind of like ushering? I'm sure to some degree ushering in kind of the kinds of beers you make here to, to, to this, the culture that existed at that time. Well, yeah. And so, uh, I basically had, um, a business plan written that I felt was was transferable, you know, mm-hmm. wherever mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up for the most part. Um, the Southeast has been on the radar, uh, you know, at, you got to think, I guess, back, you know, five to six years ago, there there were definitely fewer breweries that you had heard about um, in the Southeast at the time. And, and a lot of that was laws, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of laws. Uh, I know Georgia and like. Is Alabama the place that like maybe you still can't even homebrew legally, or is that Arkansas? Or I'm not sure. Yeah, I, whatever. I, I do know what you're talking about though. And uh-huh. like as those laws sort of change and evolve, um, as people start to get excited mm-hmm. uh, about this kind of thing, um, that's when you start to see these these cultures, uh, you know, beer and brewing cultures develop a little quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, there was uh, there was some law changes in the mid 2000s that you know some really hardworking people down here made happen um that was when you really start to started to see things really start to blossom uh in in south carolina and and i've been coming to charleston for a while it's an awesome city uh just you know just to visit friends and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but just the 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 thirst the hunger i guess for for locally produced stuff Mm -hmm. um you know it's a foodie town yeah sure uh and 
you were starting to see a lot of breweries opening and people were, were super receptive to it. Um, and yeah, like I sort of had a, a different, different approach. So I, you know, I felt that even as there were more and more breweries opening, you know, I felt there was, there's room for what I wanted to do here. Um, and, and it's awesome. I mean, there's, there's 30 breweries in Charleston now. Um, wow. and it, it just seems like everyone's really like everyone's got their own niche. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like there's room for all different kinds of, whether it's it's the beer or even just like the culture that they're building, the personality that each brewery has, like individually, everyone can feel like they they can grab onto something and and be a part of something in their in their community. So that's yeah. And and to go back kind of to what we were kind of flirting with earlier, the culture that this brewery has, mm-hmm. um, just kind of upon getting in here, you know, Friday night, there's just a, a kind of undescribable like welcomeness sort of is how I felt and just from the it just there was no real other word but like a very kind of commune maybe not commune all but community community like feeling here yeah and like the beer list like reflect it's not maybe what you would what I would ignorantly assume of like like a lot of brew like double fruited everything double 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 everything Mm -hmm. you know there's it's a it's a pretty like restrained draft draft list I would say which I yeah I love mm-hmm. um, as sort of, you know, as a brewer would tend to love, but yeah. it just, there was, it seemed like there was something for everybody, but not in a remotely gimmicky way. Just how the tap rooms laid out. It just seemed warm, not hot, not, not you know, <laughs> yeah, July no, no. warm, but no, uh, it's been it nice. Just, cool you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean like, um, that's, that's sort of been my, my goal is, you know, yeah, you know, uh, as I, as I did start to meet people, obviously I had my head down, I was working. Um, you know, when I moved down here, I, you know, I was, I was focused on getting this place open. So, you know, getting out and about and sort of like, I'm, you know, I'm not going around saying, Hey, do you know who I am? <laughs> do you, <laughs> really? do you, know you seem really much like that guy. That's weird. So like Seems- every once in a while I would meet someone that would go, Oh, Oh yeah, yeah. I heard you're opening up a brewery. Like that's super cool. So are you going to be doing like you know Trillium style like juice all day? You uh-huh. know, like. And I'm like, yeah, we'll definitely be making IPAs and stuff. But um, and and we we definitely make by volume you know more IPAs than anything else, just because you know people drink them so fast. So yeah, by by that nature, we we brew a lot of IPAs and stuff. But we we try to keep a nice variety on there. Um, and that's not to say that we're going to brew every type of beer under the sun but we we definitely like to play around with with ingredients um mm-hmm. and try not to have a list that skews completely towards you know uh hoppy beers uh, you know IPA, which are i will just quickly interject phenomenal by you guys well, by i the appreciate way. that but i, I also drank that. a hell of a lot of that beer to guard this yeah, weekend awesome. so awesome yeah and and you know something like that is is awesome because that that beer to guard it's it's 100% locally grown and malted uh, grains mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that is really like we talked about before pretty important to to what we're doing. Um, but yeah, I you know I wanted I did I definitely wanted people to not set, not only go oh yeah that's where you go for IPAs but also like oh yeah man their wild program is awesome like oh yeah their stouts are great oh yeah their their saisons are you know, so good. You know, like I, I just wanted to be a, uh, a good brewery. You know, I didn't <laughs> want to be the place that you go to for this one beer or this one style, but just like, Hey, you got to go there. Their beer is phenomenal. You can, you know, if you see it on a tap list, even around town, like doesn't matter what it is. Like I want you to see our name 
and trust in what we're doing enough to just kind of like take a leap of faith, even if you've never had the beer or, you know, generally don't uh, like the style of beer it is, but say, well, you know, I, I trust those guys. I'm going to, I'm going to get that beer. This you would know? be a good brewery to like usher me into maybe out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely, uh, you know, we try to, we try to create a, a drinkability. Um, I know that's like, Sir, well, I mean, I know kind of what you're, you know what, what I mean? The, yeah. the hedge of like, well, but that, I know that's cliche, but you, it's very, again, it's coming from someone that honestly didn't, you know, had very much heard it, but you know, don't destroy domain. Like really, I just kind of knew of you as like a person from talking, you know, from stories from Paul and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, that was truly the word that I would say if I was asked, like everything was not approachable, like dumbed down and all, but just like fucking good yeah just like yeah the glass disappears yeah and and that's honestly that's that's important to sort of like what we want here uh you know in terms of like the culture like i i if a beer is good it's gonna at least not get in the way of a conversation yeah you know um you might not be sitting there talking about the beer but you're not going to take a sip and kind of like you know wince and forget what your train of thought or something (laughs) like that but you know um i I like to think about like the like ideal beers being like it can be the conversation but it should never demand to be exactly it doesn't have to be um it can be there to help to for whatever reason just you know if your hands have to be doing something you know (laughs) yeah or you know uh to to just kind of lubricate the conversation a little bit but um but yeah like realistically what i love is if someone comes in never had any of our beer um they order a pint and you know we generally keep our draft list, you know, eight to 10, but there's options. But if someone is kind of just does what you just said, the, the kind of disappears and they go, Oh yeah, I'll have another one. Yeah. You know, right, rather than right. be, like having something like just completely worn out on their palate and they're just like, warm up to even get ready to exactly. fucking uh, and, yeah. and it's like, yeah, that was, that was interesting, but I'm going to try this now, you know, yeah. like, yeah. and that's cool. I mean, I want people to try all the beers too. Um, but you know, if someone, has a beer and enjoys it and wants another one. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's I, I've done my job at, at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the name, like I'd assume Charlestown is kind of like the old school name for Charleston, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, why fermentary? Cause I, I know like at least currently you guys only make beer, right? Yeah. We've, we've dabbled in some other stuff. Um, and that's not to say that we're not going to continue to do that. Um, it's just that, we we do as you mentioned have a pretty lean production crew yeah um and most of our resources right now and our manpower is is really obviously dedicated to the beer because it's just really uh it's taking up most of our time you know like it, it's <laughs> as it uh, probably should yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and beer is always that was always the intention that was always the the main focus um but we did my and i and i still you know i i hope to get back to this but i do the whole goal was to sort of showcase uh what fermentation could be and sort of its importance in history uh to a community um you know a lot of people don't don't necessarily realize how many things they consume are or at least originally were fermented Mm -hmm. uh and that you know and that was a originally a preservation technique Mm -hmm. so that throughout the winters you had food or whatever like it was safe to eat or drink or whatever there's different reasons for it but um that sort of microflora that you're actually fermenting those things with uh and in general that was usually like you know locally produced stuff you know back in the day like that 
it's just like it's so important to yeah. like the history of civilization really um and so i really did want to do a lot of different things that kind of showcased fermentation in mm-hmm. general um so we were regularly brewing kombucha for a little while um is that like legal down here i don't even really know like is it a special different license or uh yeah for like you know distribution and stuff like that uh, we don't need to talk about it at all (laughs) yeah that's totally fine too um yeah you definitely for like you know if you're if you're going to be creating and um processing Mm -hmm. and uh and selling Mm -hmm. fermented stuff uh, I believe, yeah. You're. I think I heard the key word there, and that's selling. So, so yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it was definitely something. You know, fermentation as a whole was definitely something that I wanted to be part of this whole thing. Oh yeah. Um, and we definitely want to want to get back to it. Uh, and you know, sort of on on top of, of of the beer, the you know the obvious you know beer is fermented by yeast. It was also kind of showing what sort of other ferments could do. Uh, in, in the beer production. So, you know, like the wild, like wild stuff, like that's really important to me. Um, Like other styles of fermentation almost. Yeah. Like not just, you know, clean Saccharomyces fermentations, you know, doing mixed cultures, doing open fermentations, um, you know, things that, that truly tie fermentation to your locality. Uh Yeah. So you, I know it's practically like trite at this point but do you see a cool ship in the future or anything like i know spatially from looking around that would be probably issue number one at the moment but yeah yeah Uh, finding maybe you have one in your roof i'm not really sure but that would that would probably be the the only realistic option Uh at this point um we don't have a huge space here right and so you know a cool ship would be would be really cool Um, nice. Yeah, uh, it, it's been a long weekend. <laughs> no, no, man, no. I say that more than I'd like to do without meaning to make yeah, any I know, type right? of pun. It's just like, yeah, um, it, it's a little, it's a little more difficult down here. Just I'd imagine, yeah, just just given the um, you got epoxy fucking blowing up five gallon pails. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, the um, yeah, the the climate down here can definitely make that a little more of a challenge. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's something that. It, it's few and far between those days that dip down like low enough to where you'd feel comfortable sure. uh, leaving some some more open yeah well i could definitely keep you here a lot longer um i know that i have to wrap up kind of to get on a plane relatively soon <laughs> um thank you so much for doing this too but before i let you out we always end with uh, kind of a silly thing matt usually sets it up because he's you know good at it Uh-oh. um but it, we call it the three base sink, and basically it's kind of like a part of it's like something to do with beer, and then the other part's sort of nothing to do with beer and kind of an association bullshit thing. All like, right. you know, there's each part of the sink has its own segment. So I'm going to give you three famous Charlestonians. Is that what you'd say? Oh, God. Char- Charleston residents. Yeah. You'll know who they are. And then they the kind of scenario for this is each one of them individually walk in here. What beer are they going to choose? All right. So we got Danny McBride, I believe, lives down here now. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Bill Murray also, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Sean Brock used to. I know he doesn't anymore. Yep. But, you know, famous 
famous uh, Waffle House uh, lover. Um, <laughs> and uh, which, by the way, we you had never been to Waffle House. I had when I was like a kid and didn't appreciate it. Went there last night. Yep. Phenomenal. Yep. Uh, I just want to throw that out there. Outstanding. Um, so, yeah. So those three guys, you know, not implying that you know them personally, but, you know, what you can envision them. What what beers they go through, go for if they walk in your door. Oh, God. All right. Well, I believe uh, I believe we're going to have to go to pre-sober Sean Brock. Uh, very um, true. Um, yeah. So if, Sean Brock circa like 2005. All right. Yeah. So if we're going to go go there, I uh, I understand that he had a phenomenal whiskey collection. So I am guessing that he would go for our uh, local bourbon barrel aged Imperial Stout. Love it. Yeah. And that's that that's High Wire, the distillery. That's High Wire. Uh, yep. Yep. I think the plan is to throw uh, uh, rearrange the old podcasting um, suitcase to uh, take some of those bottles home. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll get my Sean Brock <laughs> on tonight. All right. All right. Love so, it. So uh, Bill Murray, I believe, would drink whatever we handed to him <laughs> from what i understand yeah i don't uh, I, that's from what i understand seems like a pretty accurate <laughs> assessment as well um danny mcbride seems like he would really enjoy our yacht party our american style lager with rice and corn <laughs> hell I yeah i feel like he'd probably put down a couple half oh, liters of that him, dude. yeah i can very much see yeah whether he's he pretty much has one character he plays just you know <laughs> the guy has a different name each time but his kind of that aggressive sort of asshole but yeah, yeah, somehow, yeah. But i just yeah fuck I, yeah <laughs> Kenny think, Powers, I mean. I think I can see it. Yeah, I think, I think I can see Myrtle Kenny Beach Powers. Era, yeah, crush, Myrtle Beach era, Kenny Powers. Hell boys. yeah. yeah. Um, cool. That was very well done. Normally, it takes people way longer, so you fucking killed me. <laughs> nice. But, uh, <laughs> thanks so much for doing this, dude. Thanks a lot, man. Certainly, thanks I, for having us. Um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. I could sit here for another hour. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm super glad that you guys were able to actually make the trip down here. It was, yeah. It was a good time come uh next year in a bunch of like skateboarding gear probably and, uh, you know like <laughs> a, your maybe a big bubble <laughs> yeah maybe like a big uh big uh plastic bubble or something the uh, little giants uh <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly i got a year to plan what my approach will be but i will definitely see you the next year <laughs> awesome man yeah cool. thanks for looking dude. forward to it thank you very much man.